Welcome. Raise your inner game today. I'm David Levin. Mental Game Monday for Monday, August 16th. So what has been lifting me up and pulling me down this week? I'm going to start with one that uh, I just really like. So here it is. <laughs> I probably mentioned in the past that I really like, like really my favorite thing is coming up upon some sort of a problem, a conundrum, something, especially like around the house. And I put my attention on it and I come up with a, a, an idea and a way to make it better. And I figure something out and I, you know, just create some solution. It just makes me super happy. So this one is a, a, even a smaller version of that. I'm laughing at myself because I even take enough joy in it to mention it. <laughs> so here it is. One of the things that's always drove me crazy is you get peanut butter and you know the kind of peanut butter we get, it's always separated, the oil's at the top. And trying to mix that up is just really, really hard and messy. You put the knife in there and you st you're stirring it up and it's slopping the oil all over the place and you never get to the stuff at the bottom, right? So even though you do all that work, you still end up at the bottom of the jar with a bunch of stuff that's just not palatable. You end up wasting it. Always bugged me. So some time ago, it occurred to me, we've got one of those KitchenAid mixers, to just dump the whole jar into the mixer, combine it all up, and then put it back in the jar. And that has just been fantastic. It's, uh, it, it's still a fairly good-sized mess, but it's a controlled mess. You know, you're putting it in the mixing bowl, and you're pulling it back out, and you got to clean more things off after you're done. But you get a perfectly mixed peanut butter and you get all the way down to the bottom. There is no part of that peanut butter that goes to waste. <laughs> oh my God, I love it so much. And I've decided, I did it again yesterday, the day before. And I've decided this probably is my greatest contribution to our family. You know, Peter's 16 now, Francis is 12, Margaret and I have been together over 30 years. I think this is the peak. I think fixing this peanut butter problem has been my greatest service. So, feeling good about that. <laughs> uh, oh gosh, what do you do? How do you even follow that? So, I think I mentioned this kind of story before. I'm, I'm sure I did actually, but it happened again and it just struck me again every bit as much. So, the kids, are, our kids and the cousins are practicing for playing some music for a wedding, a family wedding this fall. And they came over for another rehearsal the other day. And same thing as last time. But as they're warming up, they're all playing something different. There's two violins and three cellos, and they're all playing something completely different. The cacophony of that, the insane sonic chaos of that is just, you can hardly even stand in the, be in the house when they're doing it. But as soon as they get done with that and kick into playing, it is completely the opposite. It is 180 degrees the opposite. It goes from this unbearable sonic chaos to this just beauty that just knocks you over. And I think there's something about that contrast that makes the beauty even that much more apparent. It's just super cool. I wanted to mention that again. Here was a good one, um, actually my favorite. So I had a moment this week where I just realized, and I'm sure I've mentioned this before too, I just felt great for no reason at all. I don't know, I was heading out to run an errand or just doing something around the house. I don't even know what. Nothing in particular. But just felt 
what I think of now and refer to a lot as that level four place. I just, everything was great. I was happy. I was energized. I was optimistic. Everything was lovely. And there was absolutely no explanation for it. <laughs> that is the best. Just joy for no reason. There was a book with a name like that, Happy for No Reason. Anyway, that's the best. And it's a sign to me that I'm doing some other things well. It does tend to happen when I'm being a little better about some of my gravity items, you know, my, I mean, my tracking sheet, things like that. So I do see it as a bit of a marker that I've been good about the things I need to do to make myself feel good. But again, there's not a direct link. It's not like I did something and then I felt good. I just felt great. But here's the bigger thing that makes me want to mention it. I have said, I think I might have said it in the book even, uh, Raise Your Inner Game, that this level four experience we seek and that tends to happen when we're doing something like, you know, water skiing or hiking or whatever, it's actually our natural state. And all of this stuff that we are trying to do, trying to improve, trying to get to that place where we feel that way more often, it's not that we're trying to create something that wasn't there before. We're not trying to achieve something that's a distant, you know, difficult to reach goal. What we're really trying to do is to release ourselves from the things that keep us from having that experience. It's our innate state. And it's just the other things about our internal processes, our inner game, that block that, that shade it, that pull us away from it. And I, I, I just have to say, even though I wrote that, and I obviously came from my personal experience and belief, um, it's hard to believe sometimes. It's really hard to believe that that's the case. But when I have a day like that, or a moment like that, where I'm just feeling as good as I could possibly feel for no reason, that's what I'm reminded of it. I'm in that moment, and what it feels like is, again, I'm not doing something to be there. It's just that everything else has fallen away for a moment. Everything else that keeps me from being there has temporarily gone away, and now I'm like, oh, right, this is what it's like. This is what I'm supposed to feel like. I don't know if that's a helpful observation for you, honestly, um, because, again, like I say, it's so hard to believe because it happens pretty rarely. You slip into that state, but... I genuinely believe intellectually and experientially that that is the truth, that that incredibly lovely sort of feeling that we uh, aspire to and feel now and then is our natural state, is the natural experience of life. And the more we can get all those things that block it out of the way, it will emerge. You will be there. It's a beautiful thing. It was, a, it was a notable moment, and it reminded me of something that I feel like is actually a pretty important and profound observation and belief, because it helps us keep going, I think, sometimes. Anyway, enough about that. Back to the mundane. Ted Lasso. <laughs> I've probably talked about how much fun that's been for us last season, the first season of the show. We really loved it as a family. And we're in the second season now, and it's still working pretty well on us. I would say it's not quite as sharply focused, this year so far, um, you know, story-wise and all that, but we're still having a lot of fun. And a lot of the fun, too, is just looking forward to it. One of the nice things I like about these series that we've been watching that come out weekly versus something you can just stream instantly and binge it 
is the anticipation. All week long, we're like, oh, here comes Friday. Here's Friday. Oh, Ted Lasso, we have dinner. We can't wait. We go down, we watch it. It's a, the whole experience, all the anticipation is part of the value of the series. That's really fun. There was, a, <laughs> on my uh, gravity items this week, there was one related to Ted Lasso indirectly, which was, and it, again, so many of the things are so small, you're just embarrassed to even bring them up. But it's a good example. So we get down there to watch TV, and we're all excited. We're looking forward to it all week. We sit down there, and there's something funky with the picture. It's like the screen is, like it's so dark you can hardly see anything. And we're like, what? I, you know. So I'm not going to go into the details of that. We did finally figure it out at least well enough to watch the show. But that is such a typical kind of frustration for me anyway, and especially with tech stuff. It's always worked a certain way, right? It works fine. You use it over and over, and then all of a sudden, it's not working. And you have no idea why, and all of a sudden, you're off on this different track. The whole family's sitting there. We're all waiting to watch this show, and I'm like, yeah, but we got to fix the picture. First of all, it is super frustrating for me. It's one of those things that can push me into a place that I don't like being in. And that's not that flattering, to be honest. <laughs> not that comfortable for my family to witness. So it's just really easy to get pulled into that. And it's just this classic Raise Your Inner Game stuff. To have it pull you into literally becoming a different person that you aren't proud of and that no one wants to be around. And I did not have that happen this time. I'll say that. Thank you. But boy, it's a good example of it. So there you go. All right. Oh, here's a good one. I want to close the loop on this. I think I mentioned this before, but I've been working on trying to fix the little uh, rust spot on the paint of our, our Chevy. But anyway, I, <laughs> I really messed it up. It's one little spot, like one inch by four inch, had turned into this large, really bad looking, oh, I can't even describe it. It was like you were seeing the dark gray primer poking through, showing through the kind of the silver metallic main paint. And it was this big, rough looking area. It was terrible. And I was pretty disheartened about it. Literally, the more I worked on it, the worse it got. And I knew why I was getting that way. And I sort of had concluded that I had just made a major mistake and there was going to be no way to get back to something that wasn't just terrible looking without going to a professional and, you know, spending hundreds of dollars. And yeah, I was really bummed out about it. So right when I first had the problem, I don't think I mentioned this before, Margaret said, well, could you just, you know, sand it and try it again or something? And there was, I guess there was enough pause in my response that she said, do you want to strangle me right now? <laughs> Which I did not, by the way. We laughed. And uh, long story short, that's what I ended up doing. It was her suggestion. I thought, well, you know, maybe, maybe I could. Maybe if I, hmm. I just thought about it some more. I came up with a new idea to try out. I had to wait several days before I had the opportunity to do it, but I finally got to it and it worked. It doesn't look great. It doesn't look factory by any means, but uh, it was a, I have to say, that was a great save because that other one was going to be an eyesore that bugged me forever. And now it's just one of those things that it's like, it was never going to be better than this. Put it that way. You know, the contrast between brand new paint and 12-year-old paint or whatever it is was never going to be invisible. So given those limitations, I pulled it out. And I was feeling pretty happy about that. Oh, my goodness. What a relief. 
that was. Last thing to mention, because again, this popped into my head the other day as something that I was actually feeling happy about. I've got a new campaign I'm working on for the parenting author I work with. And, you know, in the hustle of writing the emails and creating the landing pages, all the elements that go into these online campaigns. And I just realized, again, I just, I really like it. There's something about the nature of the work. They're sort of bite-sized projects. You crank on it, you get it done. You move on to the next one, you crank on that, you get it done. They're creative. They're not tactile, but somehow they feel they are. I guess it's because the web pages are visual. There's something about it that feels satisfying in that way, too. There's a visual aesthetic to it, not just the writing. I like it. So the point of that, I guess, is not to tell you what I like, <laughs> but for you to think about your work and what kind. You probably, like me, you probably have different kinds of tasks involved with your job, and some you like more than others. And it's helpful, I think, to just have some clarity about what kinds of work and, and mix of projects and tasks that actually make you happy. So what it does for me is, you know, because I get stressed out on these deadlines, but I can also remind myself, yeah, but I like it, <laughs> you know? And when I'm feeling stressed out or pressured or whatever, it is helpful for me to just remind myself, yeah, there's, there's that aspect of it, but I also really enjoy it. And it's fulfilling and satisfying and fun. And you don't get a lot better than that. So just think about what you do and think about it in those terms, I guess. Maybe that'll be helpful for you like it was for me. The last thing I want to mention is one of the gravity ones. I talk about my allergies way too much, but I think I mentioned I had an appointment coming where I was going to hopefully finally get some more clarity on what actually I was allergic to and some plans for dealing with it. So I finally got this appointment. It was months in the waiting because... They're booked out so far. And, you know, you get the skin tests and all that stuff. And uh, bottom line, not that helpful. <laughs> a couple of surprises in there, but not surprises that actually revealed some new insight that was going to help make things notably better. So that's sort of a bummer. I'm still having those, you know, extended fatigue periods throughout the day that I associate with that. No clear path to breaking through that in some sort of significant ongoing way. It sounds like it's just, you know, maybe I can tweak around the edges a little bit. But in general, it doesn't sound like there's going to be any sort of uh, high efficiency, high return thing we can do differently to help with that. So just kind of, just more caffeine, I guess. That's a joke, but <laughs> that does occur to me at times. All right, that's my list for this week. Oh my goodness, sort of a long one. Anyway, fun a lot of good stuff going on. Last couple of weeks of summer, which seems unbelievable to me, seems impossible. The kids will be back in school in two weeks, but there you go, two or three. So that's my week. I hope yours was excellent, and the next one is also excellent. All right, talk to you then.